Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. So, how do y'all like the new intro? Your girls, I feel like I kind of snap. Like, I feel like it's so cute. It's so me. And yeah, like the ending is my favorite part. You're now watching a master at work. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's bomb. Y'all let me know if y'all feel like it's bomb because I feel like it's bomb. And since I feel like it's bomb and since it's my podcast, then it's bomb. You know what I'm saying? That's just that on that period, poo. Okay. So (laughs) today's episode is going to be titled fourth quarter stretch season. It's kind of a contradiction because it's just like if you're in the fourth quarter, you should have stretched in preseason before the first quarter started which well that kind of makes sense because next quarter is first season so first quarter so it's like we stretching for the new year so it kind of makes sense it's like we're in and off the game but we also stretching into something else you know what i'm saying i'm trying to tie it in the basketball but i feel like it ain't coming out too well so i'm gonna just get back to what i know and that's this word so we're going to be coming from the book of second kings And I'm going to be reading from chapter four. Some of you may know or may not know that Saturday I did a Saturday sip. And it was supposed to be a short little refill, short little motivational podcast episode. But it was kind of long, like it was a full word. So I'm going to see how I feel about doing Saturday sips on the regular. But today is Monday, which is our podcast day. Um, I'm also going to be sending out the newsletters on Monday just because my team is like, it makes sense to instead of doing Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'll do Saturday sips and then Monday will be newsletter and podcast. So it'll be like a two for one. So if you're listening to this podcast, check your email because you also have a newsletter or whoever read the newsletter first, they know that this is the podcast. So that's the update. Now for the good stuff. Let's get into the word. Go grab your journals. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, so 2 Kings chapter 4, we're going to be reading the story about Elijah and the woman from Shunem. And this story is kind of like personal for me just because when I first started being able to hear from God when I was doing my um, studying in college, this was one of the first stories that he spoke to me through so you know i got my one of my first revelations through this story so i kind of love this story a lot and he led me to this story today so that's what we're gonna talk about fourth quarter stretch stretch season or stretch out i don't know how i'm gonna feel when i type it out but i'll probably put stretch season and um in this story with elijah there was this man named elijah and he would travel to this town and when he would go to the town there was a wealthy woman that lived there and he would stop there stop at her house to eat when he would travel to that town so she told her husband one day she was like this man stops here and i know he's a man of god so let's build on a room for him in our house so her and her husband built him his own room with his own bed and whenever he came to town he would sleep there and eat there right so the man was just 
like, this woman is so good to me. Like, let me do something for her. So she's like, oh, I don't need nothing. You know, she was wealthy. So she's like, my family take good care of me, honey. My man got two jobs. I don't need nothing that you could give me, man of God. That's that's how I heard her saying it to him, right? So he was like, um, tell me like something that I could do for you. So she still was just like, no, thank you. So then his assistant, Gehazi, was like, oh, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Like they're a couple, they're wealthy, but they don't have no kids. And, you know, during this time, it was very um, important or it looked great to have a son to continue to carry on your legacy. So everybody wanted a son. So he's like, her husband is old and she ain't got no son. Like their legacy going to die out. So Elijah was like, by this time next year, you will be holding the sun. And she said to him like, oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up. This is chapter four, second Kings chapter four, verse 16. She said to him, oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. So what that tells me is that at one point in time, she did hope for a son, but it didn't happen. So she lost her faith. So that's why she said, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Don't play with me. Like, I'm content. I'm good where I'm at. So <laughs> good where I'm at. I, I turned into Drake. Like, for a second, I was Drake. All right, I'm back. I'm back. That was the that was the bay that came out of the Christian way. That was the culture. Like, but y'all heard how I said it? Because I'm good where I'm at. Like, that. All right, whatever. So... She said, don't get my hopes up like that. And sure enough, by the next year, she had a son. So then it says that one day her son was outside with his father and he said his head hurt. The daddy sent him in the house and the little boy died. Now, the thing about God, and this is something that you guys can write down. The thing about God is usually the thing that he blesses us with. That's also the thing that he tests us with. Because it's such a blessing, we value it so much, we're so emotionally connected to it, that he will give us a test with that very thing that we were blessed with. It kind of reminds me of the story of Abraham, when he finally got blessed with his son, and then God called him to sacrifice that son, to see where his heart truly lied. So it's like, do you love what I blessed you with more than you love the person that blessed you? And that's why God tests us in areas where we're blessed, whether it's a job, whether it's relationship, whether it's this new church, whether it's our business, he will test us. If I ask you to sacrifice the thing that I gave you, will you give it up? And it's not that he wants to take back the blessing. He just wants to make sure we understand I'm the one that gave it to you. And more than anything, more than I care about this blessing, I care about having your heart. So if you're being tested in something that you prayed for and God gave you, he just wants to check your heart. That's all that's happening. If you're going through that. All right, so let's get back to the story. So then, um, you know, the son died. So then it says that the woman carried the son up and laid him on the bed of Elijah. So remember, she built a room for Elijah. So she laid the little boy on Elijah's bed and then she shut the door and left him. And she sent the message for Elijah to come to come um, hurry to the man of God and come right back. So she wanted to go to Elijah and let Elijah know what happened. So. Let me fast forward. What happens when she gets to Elijah is that Elijah's assistant, Gehazi, he greets her because Elijah's like, oh, I see the lady coming. Go see what's up with her or whatever. So he greets her and he's like, hey, how is everything? And in verse 26, she says, everything is fine. 
And then in verse 27, it says, but when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. In life, sometimes the first thing we like to do is we like to run to friends. We like to run to friends. We like to run to second in command. We like to run to the assistant. We like to run to pastors. We like to run to ministers. We like to run to devotionals and sermons. Those are all Gehazi. Those are all assistants of God. And when we go through things, when situations die in our life or relationships die, jobs die, seasons end, seasons shift, we run to Gehazi, the assistant. We run to the pastor. We run to the assistant. And this lady told the assistant, everything is fine because she knew in this situation, I need to get to the direct source. You are his assistant, but I need to get to the man of God. And what God is showing in this passage is that he wants us to learn how to run directly to him. Stop running to the assistant. Stop running to your friend. Stop running to your mother. Stop running to your teacher. Stop running to your minister, the ushers at church, the deaconess. Yes, those people are good for confirmation and for reassurance of what God is saying. But in some situations, you got to get to the source. Her baby was dead. I ain't got time to play with you, Gehazi. You are the assistant of the man of God. But I need to get to the man of God so I can drop on my knees and let him know what's going on. So she went to him and long speeding up the story, Elijah decided that instead of sending Gehazi, he was going to go because Elijah tried to send his assistant and she told Elijah, I'm not going back to the house unless you come with me. I don't know who this little boy is that you're trying to send. He's not going. You're coming with me. I need you to come there and do something about it. And that's how... We have to get with our relationship with God. God, this ain't going to get no better till you step in it. Don't send nobody else. I need you in this situation with me to get me out of this. So when Elijah got there, verse 33 says, he went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Now, this was already after Elijah had sent in Gehazi to try to bring the little boy back to life. And nothing happened. It literally says in verse 31, there was no sign of life. So Elijah had to go in. We need God in this thing, the direct source in this thing. Elijah went in. He went in alone. He shut the door behind him and he prayed to the Lord. He's tapping into the source. Nobody else could have did this but him. This part of the story is showing us how we need to face death and dead situations in our life. You need to go in alone, shut the door behind you and pray to the Lord. Then it says, he laid down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, his hands on the child's hands. And as he stretched out on the child's body, it began to grow warm again. If I need this situation to speak back to me, I'm going to have to speak to it. If I want to see God in this situation, I'm going to have to see the Christ that's already in it. If I want my hands to create life, I got to put my hands on what's dead. He literally put his hands on the dead hands, his mouth on the dead mouth, his eyes on the dead eyes, because that's the only way it was going to get brought back to life. I have to face this dead situation with my life. But before he faced that dead situation, what did he do? He prayed because we get our life. We get our light through Christ. So he had to pray to make sure he was fully covered, to make sure he was filled up with the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way that we can face a dead situation. 
The only way that you're going to be able to face this thing that's trying to take you down, this financial setback, this problem at work, this problem at school, this problem with your family members, is you're going to have to face it with Christ filled within you, with the life of Christ. That's the only way that you can fix this dead problem. The life that Christ puts within you, with you going alone and submitting yourself to God in prayer. And then knowing that when you pray, he hears you and then he fills you and tells you, now go face that dead thing because I gave you life. Literally, that's what this is showing us. We can bring any dead situation back to life with the light that God places within us. So then it says, as he stretched out on him, the child's body began to grow warm again. Elijah got up, walked back and forth across the room once, and then stretched himself out again on the child. He had to re-up. I done stretched myself out. I done put my hands on it. And it's, it's, I, I see the progress. It says he began to grow warm again. He wasn't alive, but he felt the progress of stretching himself out and putting his life on this dead situation. The problem with us is... Sometimes when we feel progress, we're done. All right, he beginning to grow warm, y'all. Y'all come in. Yeah, we good. Nah. He stretched himself out and he put that life into that dead situation. And when he felt that it was beginning to grow warm, he's had to walk across the room once. And then he went back in. I just need to step away and come back. Because who knows... I know some of y'all know, like for a second, I thought y'all was here. I was about to tell y'all to raise y'all hand. Who knows which one of y'all know how it feels like when you're trying to figure something out and you got to put it down for a second and come back to it. Hold on. Like it it just took a lot out of me. So let me step away and then I'm going to come back full force. That's exactly what he did in his story. Verse 35, chapter four, second King says, Elijah got up. Walk back and forth across the room once and then stretch himself out again on the child. Let me step out for a second. Let me refill for a second. Let me get my mind right for a second because I just stretched out my life on this dead thing. That's your when you put your life into a dead thing, that's that's an even exchange. This is death and life. This is night and day. And I'm trying to bring you back to life with the life that I have. So he had to step out for a minute. Let me take a walk across the room real quick. You ever been mad at somebody? And it's like, you know what? Let me walk away real quick. Because you, you you about to take a lot out of me. Let me walk away and calm down and get my mind right. That's what he did. He had to get his life right. Let me step away. Because I need to come back in this thing full force. He ain't laid there and then just continue to lay there. No, he got up walked away, came back. And then it says he stretched himself out again on the child. This time the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Seven times and opened his eyes. So he didn't stop once he saw that it was getting warm. So whatever you want to move in your life, whatever dead situation you have, I don't care if you see 5% of progress, do not stop. Go back in prayer. Come back and lay life on that dead thing as if it was still dead. I need this. I don't need partial life. He didn't need to just be warm. He needed to be sneezing, baby. His eyes needed to be open. Yes, I feel you getting warm, but you're not there yet. I'm not settling for a half body. You're not settling for a half blessing. You're not settling for a half financial breakthrough. I need the whole thing. 
So until I get the whole thing, I'm finna keep stretching myself out on this. If that boy didn't sneeze seven times and open his eyes, guess what Elijah would have did? Let me walk back again. And then I'm gonna come back in full throttle. Until I see the life that God placed in me in this, I gotta keep coming back to it. I don't care if I gotta step away two, three times, whatever it takes. I got to keep coming back to this dead thing until I see it living because I know the God that I serve and I know the life that he put in me. And if he put this life in me, I could put that life in it. So what you got to walk away from and go back to what you've been seeing get warm, but it ain't blinking yet. It ain't it ain't sneezing yet. And he sneezed one time. He sneezed seven times. He was fully alert. That was an overflow of sneeze. Oh, you oh, you awake, awake. Oh, you alive, alive. Because you sneezing, sneezing. You know, after the third sneeze, it's like, I'm not even finna say I bless you anymore. Because, jeez, you clearly got all the blessings. Seven sneezes. Dang. You alive, alive. What you got to walk away from and come back to and stretch out on again. What you getting comfortable with because you stretched out one time. You gave it your all one time. And you think it's just supposed to be everything it's a it's a dead body it's a dead situation it's a dead relationship with your parents it's a dead relationship with your brother it's a dead financial situation ain't nothing coming out of it why do you think you could just go in one time and resurrect it you ain't god you ain't god i'm sorry but you ain't god you're gonna have to put some work into this thing you're gonna have to step away get your mind right and come back and stretch out again so i don't know what you left this year or what you just left sitting on warm. But it's fourth quarter. Stretching season. And you're going to have to stretch every part of your body. Back on that thing again. Until it's sneezing. It might just be sneezing season. We might be stretching. Until we see sneezing. Because we need to see the life. And everything that God has given us. Because remember God gave her that son. You just going to let it die. God gave you that vision. God gave you that marriage. God gave you that business. God gave you that job. God gave you that daddy. You just going to let it die? Or you just going to let it sit warm? I mean, we ain't got the best relationship, but it's better than it was. What? Stretch out again. Put your mouth on that mouth. They talking crazy to you? Put your kind words on it. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Put it on there. Transfer of power, transfer of life, transfer of Christ. Your hands are a little tainted. Let me lay mine on it. Stretch out until it's sneezing and blinking. That's it. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for this fresh word. Father God, I just want to thank you for this word, which is being published on the first day of the fourth quarter. Father God, this is the first day of fall. We are coming to the end of 2019, Father God. And I know that you placed this word on my heart for a reason, Father God. There are some things in our life that you don't want us to just be warm with, Father God. You don't want us to just be okay with mediocre, Father God. You want us to bring these things to full to wit fruition father god you want us to have a full 
profit from these things, Father God. You want us to see life in these areas that you've given us, Father God. And sometimes we get comfortable with, and we call it being content with what we have, but we're comfortable with mediocrity, Father God. We're comfortable with it just being warm. At least it's not cold. At least it's not dead, Father God. But this word that you've given us has told us that you need to stretch out again. You need to take a step back and go back in that thing full force, Father God. You need to go back in that thing until you see it blink, Father God. That's the word that you've placed on our heart for today, Father God. So I pray that this word touches someone, Father God. I pray that this word gives someone the energy to step back in and fully stretch out again, Father God. Fully submit themselves again, Father God. Fully give it their all, Father God. Fully lose themselves in the vision that you've given them, Father God, until they see the sneezing, until they see the blinking, Father God, and not just warm, not just almost there, not just better than it was, Father God, but full life in front of them, full fruit, Father God, full progress, Father God, full purpose, Father God, in everything that you've blessed them with, all of the vision, all of the words that you've given them, Father God, I pray for life. But I first pray for stretching, Father God, because if you called us to it, you can see us through it. So more than anything, I just pray that everyone listening to this podcast is encouraged that you don't have to settle for warm. God got a hot blessing for you, Father God. You got a hot blessing. You got a blinking, sneezing blessing, Father God. And I pray that every person listening to this podcast gets to experience it before 2019 is over because we going into stretching season. And we're about to experience life in areas that some of us has given up on, but some of us continue to prepare for it, Father God. And now this is the season. This is the harvest season. This is the reaping season. This is the sneezing season. And we thank you and we claim it in Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I pray that this word has blessed y'all. I pray that it really pours like fuel inside of y'all and really gives you the encouragement to go back to whatever it is that God has placed on your heart and stretch out on it. Fully surrender to the vision that God has given you and fully dive in. Don't hold back. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't settle for it being warm. We need to see life in that vision that he's promised you. And I pray to hear about testimonies. And I pray that everyone listening to this podcast has a blessed week. I will talk to you guys soon. Love you guys. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bray underscore. Send me an email if you need a prayer request. Talk to you later. Bye.